Rain Dogs is a British series airing on HBO about a woman and her daughter struggling to survive on no income, no prospects, and no place to stay. Despite the massively depressing circumstances, the show works as a situational comedy because its characters are impervious to shame and absurd enough not to get bogged down in their own problems. On this podcast, we like to discuss the most recent installment of a different series every show. The pilot of Rain Dogs is titled It's Hard to Be a Saint in the City. It's March 11th and you're listening to today's episode. I have a list of eight questions here. I want to see if you can answer them in under 30 seconds. It's about the show, mostly about your feelings of it. There's a couple things here and there, but uh, are you ready? Yes. Okay, you're going to have to remember your answers, but here we go. All right, starting now. What other show is this most like? Uh, Shameless. Okay, what is the club that Daisy asked if she can work at that night called? Oh, like XX, I don't know. The show is described as a dramedy. Is it more drama or more comedy? Um, It's like equal both. Who was your favorite character? Uh, whew, tough. Iris? Who would you recommend the show most to? Um, I would recommend the show most to anyone who's a fan of British comedy. Did you recognize anyone in the cast and could you name where they're from? Uh, I thought at first that the main character was Rose's mom from Doctor Who, but she wasn't, so no. Okay, 30 seconds are up. The last two I had was true or false. This is based on a true story. Um, it feels like Smilf in that way, where it could be, but I... See, it's just so mean to the main characters that I maybe know. Okay, and then my last one was describe this show in just one word. I want to redirect my previous answer and say it probably is based on a true story, but it's like been exaggerated maybe a bit. And then what's the last question? Describe this show in just one word. In one word. Absurd. Okay. Mm. So what other show is this most like? You I said, said Smilf and Shameless. Okay. And uh, do you have any like similarities between the two of them? Sure. But I kind of have to get into the plot to explain that. Okay. But uh, the overall tone is a lot like a brassic, a lot like any British sitcom that's out or not sitcom, but you know what I'm saying. I want to read you the synopsis for Rain Dogs. And then I have another synopsis that I think it kind of fits with a different TV show. Rain Dogs, an extraordinary tale of a mother's love for a daughter. It explores a dysfunctional family on the fringes of society, a Attempting to go straight in a crooked world. Mm-hmm. Now, outrageous fortune synopsis reads as such. When career criminal Wolfgang West gets put away for four years, his wife Cheryl decides it's time for her family to go straight, but can the West change the habits of a lifetime that stars a very, like, young Antony Starr? I think he came out in, like, 2005. It seems like those shows are pretty similar in comparison. I feel like this is a lot more grounded because it's not dealing with a full criminal enterprise. Wasn't that whole family an outrageous... Yeah, for the most part, yeah, they kind of were all... They were all, like, part of a big criminal network in that, like, the mom was the leader of. This isn't nearly as, like, crime-driven. This is basically about this one lady, and she does commit a few uh, misdemeanors, I would say, in this episode. But other than that, it's not like she's dealing drugs off the side of the street or anything. Well, something you don't know is that I also watched the pilot to this episode. I actually did know that because I saw my HBO account that you had <laughs> okay. moved so, the thing across. So that gets away the surprise. I was surprised to see why it was called Rain Dogs. I didn't really understand. Apparently, it's named after a Tom Waits song. No rain, no dogs. <laughs> but yeah, it yeah, is. But yeah, let, let's just get into the plot. Whoa, what's this show really about? Break it down. Uh, well, you saw it, so you can help me out. But there's Costello Jones and her daughter, Iris, and the first thing we see is them getting evicted from their flat by a few repo men at the door. And then when they finally do leave the flat, we get 
sent over to a completely different storyline that I wasn't expecting because I knew that Costello and I, Costello and Iris were going to be the main mm-hmm. two because they're on the cover. I didn't know Selby was going to be in the show. So when they went over to a prison and they had this guy who was packing up, getting ready to go, kind of like American Gigolo, it's his day to leave. And uh, his roommate's there saying he expects to be paid back for all the protection he's given him over the last however a year. Um, uh, and then the guy just like kind of blows him off in the end yeah i wonder if that's going to come back to bite him it seems kind of like selby doesn't care about much he does care about costello and her daughter though i did like his introductory scenes he kind of has two introductory scenes he has that one in the prison and then you see him also interact with iris later on he started off being my favorite character but he just turned into such a strange character as time went on well like his moral compass i don't seems know to be i don't rigged. know what his relation is and you're not supposed to in the first episode to costello and your and her daughter but we do know that they're extremely close he could be iris's dad but it's unlikely he would have to be bisexual he's very into dudes it seems like in this episode he was shown uh using a glory hole in a public restroom at one point and yet he comes from money it's uh, he is a strange character i I give you that but then we see costello and iris they take a taxi to uh, drop iris off at school but since they have no money iris fakes being sick so that they can ditch at the last second and you can see Costello does feel a little bad about it because, again, the taxi driver did nothing wrong. Yeah. But everybody calls each other twat all the time, and that's just an English thing, and so that's what happens. Selby and Costello are clearly not the most admirable folks, but you can tell that they're, like, deep down good people, and I think that's what you get across in the first few minutes. It was shot in England, but, like, a lot of it seemed, like, it reminded me a lot of London. I visited that back in November, and just seeing, especially the places where, like, Selby would walk in between alleyways, and they had all those lights hung up, and just all the building and architecture was something that was kind of nostalgic for me, and I really like the fact that they were able to shoot there. Were there any, there weren't any, like, public locations that people, like, touristy locations? No, I don't think so. Not in this one. They they did have a public telephone booth, which you don't see here in the States very often, (laughs) a Banksy booth, where Gloria is passed out in there, but I'm getting ahead. So Costello is dodging Selby's calls, and that's when she goes to look for Gloria, because she needs a place to stay with her daughter, and Gloria isn't home. Her car is out on the street, and her phone is inside the car, so she's not able to contact, or Costello isn't able to contact her friend in any way, and we find out that Gloria is in West London, and she meets an old man with an oxygen tank who also knows Costello, and he helps her up, but then we never see her Yeah, it was such a strange introductory. It was like, why did, I was wondering why they decided to introduce her in the pilot episode if she, if she'll show up later on, and we do, she's mentioned a lot more than she's actually shown, but Selby, I wonder if Selby knows Gloria. He probably does. Yeah, I was he knows everything about her life Mm -hmm. for instance like selby even though he's been in prison for a full year knows iris's schedule so well that he's able to go to the park that she's hanging out with with her class and give her money and say don't tell your mom i gave you this because she's dodging my call blah 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 blah. and uh so iris has some money there costello at the same time can't even afford chips when she goes to a, a local store that's what it is (sighs) <sighs> Costello can't even afford trip. <laughs> Costello can't even afford chips as she goes to a local like mini mart. Nikki, the store clerk, uh, knows her, starts shaming her for being kicked out of her apartment and not having a job. Um, and then this poor looking bloke takes pity on Costello, buys her the chips, and then says, you can stay in my studio apartment. 
as long as you need with your daughter. Now, there is little overtone that this guy might be a little shady, mm -hmm. but at the same time, it's like he's mostly nice. But it was such a, but that was the thing. To me, he was completely shady because it was like, who would just decide to give up part of their apartment for that out of kind of nowhere? I don't know. They sort of tried to make him seem like he had a disability of sorts. So yeah, that's true. Possibly he was just out of the kindness of his own heart. Um, and then when she went over to view the studio apartment, he also said the last mom who stayed here, like he'd done this several times, um, like a foster type situation, uh, that she'd been there for a while. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't one of those things that she should be concerned about because who would stay there a long time if they were being abused or anything. Um, Costello realizes she needs money really badly. She tries to get into work like you were talking about. By the way, what was the name of the place that she tried to get into? Fleshpot. Okay, so it's some form of cam slash brothel uh, area and the attendant or with the guy who was in charge there used the best line he was like don't shit in my mouth and tell me i'm it's a big mac mm -hmm. when she was like trying to get a shift but she doesn't and then she has to go meet selby in a public restroom because she needs the money that bad and uh that's when she sees that selby's working a glory hole it doesn't seem to phase her at all um and uh selby doesn't give her money there but they do have a nice little like that was yeah that was very strange to me because he doesn't he... want to admit that he's already given the daughter son uh -huh. and he has an allowance that he gets from his mom again he comes from money so i don't know why he's like intermingled with this weird crowd the tone reminded me uh, like and i think you might have even said it earlier of skins but like a bleaker version i feel like people bleaker. yeah like people that watch skins when it was on and like continually like that show even years after it ended i feel like they would like this show as well even though i mean it's more i feel like it's more depressing in this one but i don't know it depends on the episode you're watching but once costello realizes okay i can't rely on anything now i have to go and check out this new guy's apartment and so she sees that it's a really tiny cupboard that her and her daughter would be staying in um they call it a cupboard it's really just like a it's, small closet yeah, it was a very small closet yeah. <laughs> and so she's like i'll let you know she goes, picks up her daughter from school. They go back to Gloria's, see she's still not there. Then they try to sleep in the laundromat and uh, the guy tells them they can't stay there. And then she breaks into Gloria's car so that uh, her and her daughter can hang out. And that's when Iris admits Selby gave her some money. So they go and they buy scratch off tickets, lottery tickets, to see if they can win more money. And it seems like they're winning. They win 20 quid and they only need 20 more to get a hotel. That but was, then, yeah. yeah, then they do the flash <laughs> cut to them having to stay at the uh, shady guy's apartment. And at first, it seems like it's perfectly fine. The guy's doing, like, being nice. But then as soon as the daughter goes to bed, that's when he takes out the pink dress and he's like, you got to put this on. And then it just gets worse from there. He tries to, like, solicit sex from her. She traps herself in the closet um, and calls up Selby and says, I need your protection again. Because apparently when Selby went to jail originally, it was because he beat up a dude nearly to death. And I think it was on behalf of Costello. Oh, yeah. So, it had to have been. so this is a similar situation. Selby, on the other hand, has been hanging out in some Chinese uh, gambling business for the last however many hours and just winning and winning and winning. Like, I he's really good at this game. I didn't figure out what the game was, but I recognized it. There's, from from, yeah. uh, from R Crazy Rich Asians. Really? They played in that as well, yeah. It was, wasn't Pichinko, and um, <laughs> it, it, well, because that, that would have been uh, Korean, right? Um, but it also um, reminded me of the Shameless episode, the U.S. Shameless episode, where Frank is so drunk and he goes downstairs and he ends up like winning a ton of money <laughs> in some weird gambling Chinese game that he didn't even know how to play. Anyways, uh, so Selby has a ton of money now. He goes and beats up the perv at, uh, the, at the apartment, the flat. 
and then they leave and they go back to the original flat that Costello and her daughter had been kicked out of at the beginning. So come full circle. They literally break in. But yeah, and it kind of, kind of reminded me of This Fool because that's exactly what they do when the uh, uh, the main guy, the owner of the Hugs Not Thugs business um, needed to get back into his apartment. They just broke a window. Um, but so they break into the door and that's when um, I think Selby puts the tracker on her phone. Uh, because he wants to make sure he knows where she is at all time. And that dynamic is just so strange. They're friends. They might be more than friends. They might be family. But They might even be frenemies, it seems like, in certain But like, he aspects. just cares so much for Iris, and Selby doesn't really seem to have a... Or, sorry, and Costello doesn't really seem to have a problem with that. So that means that she... So he might be the father. You know, in that respect, Selby and Iris, even Costello and Iris, that both their relationship with Iris reminds me a lot of Mr. In-Between. How Mr. In-Between, or the main character of that, Ray, his, his relationship with his daughter, it's kind of the same, where it's like, Iris is pretty smart to be what is she like 10 years old or something like that and even uh the actress said that she's kind of playing the mom in this show even though the more mature role yeah exactly well it's interesting with mr in between he's also a very cynical character Mm -hmm. he's also one who's seen everything and he's also trying to be better yeah yeah and he's almost and he is like selby in a way because nothing phases him he gets shot at and he won't really care (laughs) yeah so selby leaves and that's when the police arrive but this time selby has left her with the thousands of dollars or quid that she needs to pay off the uh, the landlord. I think it was like three thousand. I don't know if you can get away with that. Like once you've already been evicted, if you can just pay the money and, and expect it. It to seemed be- like it worked here. It was very strange to me. Well, they cut out right as she opened the mail flap and was like, "What the fuck do you guys want?" But she has the money, so it feels like even if they get kicked out again, they could just go to a hotel for the night or a bed and breakfast or something. Um, but yeah, that's where it leaves you. Thirty minutes, a lot gets done. I was pleasantly surprised. I felt like this pilot achieved what it set out to do even better than like Smilf, which I do know was based off uh, Frankie Shaw's real life. Um, and uh, I assume this is based off someone's real well, life. Well, as you said, you actually kind of hit the nail on the head because it is mostly true. This pilot was based off of Cash Caraway. She's the executive producer, the creator. It was also this episode, at least it's Ram Buyer. She published one book in 2019. It was a memoir and she's written three, I think, plays. But that book literally was part of a bidding war. And I think HBO Max ended up uh, getting that book. It was under the name Skint Estate and basically yeah the main character is based off of her she i don't think it was as drastic as what this episode showed but she did have to do some similar things she was living a lot in poverty uh but then what happened was they decided to try and adapt skin estate and they ended up uh they ended up scrapping it because uh cash car away was like you know what i'm just going to make this show instead rain dogs and the reason why it was called flesh pot i was glad to see it was a little bit of an easter egg in there is because originally she was going to write another uh i'm not sure if it was going to be a memoir or sequel to the book Hmm. called flesh pot talking about uh talking about like the town that she lived in and then she decided to scrap that as well making this show but i found it very interesting also daisy may cooper the main character costello she i think also talked about how she connected with the character because when she was 20 her brothers and her were cleaners and she talked about how she didn't even have transportation it reminded me a lot of made too but like made was a much more serious version but also based off the real life of someone i saw people refer to this as kind of the the uh the uk made (laughs) (laughs) i feel like this is again more comedy driven and uh the the daughter's much older like in maid she had to deal with a baby the whole time and she's much younger as a as a parent 
in this, uh, how old is um, the main character? I think she's in her mid-30s yeah, or something. Yeah, around there. I know Daisy May Cooper. You might know her from Avenue 5. She was in season oh, one damn. season two. No, she's the one who, like, fell, right? She, Sarah, that's the name that she yeah, has. The she, ship's no, bridge crew. She's the one who both, she had a twin sister who was, like, frozen. Yeah, And then right. she's the one yeah. who, like, fell in the second season. I didn't even pick that's, that up until now. That's crazy because she plays such a dumb, dumb character Well, not that only show. that, she's also <laughs> mostly known for a show called This Country. You wouldn't yeah. know that show, but you might know the American remake, uh, which was Welcome to Flash. And oh. if I remember correctly, I think Daisy Mae Cooper even worked with her dad on This Country. Like, she she acted pair and pair with him. Yeah. Um, you also have people like... Do you remember Rose's mom from Doctor Who? Do you see where I got that, like, yes. comparison? Yeah, 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 yeah. She looked a little... But I knew that she was too young to be the I same person. I was gonna person. say, yeah. Because that came out, like, what, 18 years ago 2005 or something yeah. yeah and then you have gloria she's been in things like doctor who cuckoo alex Ryder, even the episode that you uh watched and then also big uh movies as well like christopher the robin kid? and ready player one no gloria the person oh that gloria got the one scene okay from. No, you were said it, saying her name in the show is gloria mm-hmm. cooper yes the thing i found interesting was the director richard laxton he's directed a lot of things dirk gently's holistic detective agency the miss and other tv shows but he's most known and i want to see if you can get the guess the connection here he's most known for directing 25 episodes of him and her it's oh. like that was the show that he's most known for and i know that you saw that like do you see the similarities between the two because him and her just took place in like one setting right yeah again british humor but other than that not not entirely the guy who was the perv reminded me of someone like i felt like i'd seen that guy before I didn't get anything on him. I think he's only in the first episode. Yeah, but I think I've seen him in some other British series at some point. Um, he, Before, play, he played a good job of going from like, oh, I'm a nice guy to like, oh, I, you should stay away from this fellow. No, I, I agree with that. Before I get into the... Uh, I give it an eight. Ratings. You give it an eight? Yeah, I, I was pleasantly surprised. I liked it. And uh, I think it has legs behind it. Like, I think it could go on for a little bit. I was going to give this show like a high seven because I thought some parts of the episodes worked while other parts were kind of slow. But I really thought about it and i was like this is a pretty original premise for a tv show so i will push your eight as well and it seems like the show has gotten a lot of critical acclaim from big publications imdb can't really tell that's like a seven over like a hundred reviews or so this feels like a show that just went under the radar that like no one will hear about and it probably will just yeah maybe get two seasons or something but like i unless it I don't know how it would get heard about. Well, the Daily Beast even said it's HBO's new sleeper hit, sleeper. saying there's a new surprise at every turn, and that's more focused on making sure its characters find a fo- uh, like a foot forward. And I know that all the oh like, yeah, she also reaches 100 days sober by the end of the episode. Right. We didn't even talk about that, but yeah, that was also impressive for the character, and the daughter was happy, and it will be tragic if that breaks i know it's going to be eight episodes and yeah i think that the critics were given all the whole season and they say themselves just like everywhere the rolling stones hollywood reporter even time time said it was superb and described costello and selby as the most compelling characters they've encountered this year on any tv show you're saying that the 6.9 on imdb isn't reflective because it doesn't isn't based off enough reviews yeah the 6.9 was from yesterday it had changed to a seven but it has a hundred percent on ron tomatoes and that's part of the reason why i decided to watch the show because originally i was just going to do research for it but i was like so many major publications are talking about how good this show is i wanted to check it out for myself and i think other people should too because i believe it is pretty good all right thanks for listening we'll see you on the next episode hope you enjoyed this one bye bye